from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. Howdy, howdy. All right, get, get your mind right. Oh, yeah. Get your mind right. Um, we're going to... Pretty good ideas today as far as the topic. We're going to talk about leadership and management. Um, this is, it's relevant because um, you've kind of been thrust into the leadership role as a manager. Now that you're full-time at the gym, mm-hmm. um, you've had to wear different hats than what you're used to and where you came from in corporate, which yep. this is also Jenny's um, congratulations one year away from corporate I show. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So it, it, was, uh, it was St. Patrick's Day. I know. Right? So it was the 16th. So yesterday was the day my, before. Um, okay. Yep. And um, I don't even, I didn't have any idea it was coming until we jumped on Facebook. And then it was like. That, that's how, that's how we've had our heads buried in the sand for a year. <laughs> I mean, that's, I had no idea it was there. No, I kept thinking I quit in May. <laughs> Not <laughs> <No>. so much. <laughs> Not so much. So we're going to just talk through leadership and management, um, the benefits, the highs, the lows. Um, if you have a small business or you this is going to be relevant whether you're a leader in a leadership role or an employee yeah. that has leaders leadership over above you and you're not really in charge of anybody yet, but mm-hmm. um, there's a role to be played in every work dynamic. What's your place? What's your contribution supposed to be? Um, there's hundreds and hundreds of books on how to be an effective leader. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone always goes to how to be an effective leader. I don't know if too many read how to be an effective employee. That's funny. That's probably the one that I would read first. That's probably the one most people need to read first. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll touch a little bit. I'll go. Uh, I'll just cover my background because I'm older. I think I've got more mistakes than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll go through. So my leadership experience. I was always the middle management guy. I was the one that never really had a lot of authority. Um, I had just enough that I could claim ignorance when things went sideways and <laughs> nobody gave me any opportunity to do anything. Um, so in the military, um, I was in the army and I was just below sergeant. Okay. So it was a specialist, which means you, you weren't special in anything. Uh, the, spe- the specialists, like the specialists weren't really committed to be like an NCO yet. You said um, the specialists weren't special. <laughs> <laughs> we were not, we weren't special. Um, you're not a private, so you're not a complete knucklehead anymore, but you're, you're not really an NCO. So you're not in charge of anything either. This was a very comfortable place to be because I screwed up all the time and everyone's like, you're, you're just a specialist. I mean, what do you expect? Um, so I had people that were obviously above me in leadership roles that I respected Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that shaped the majority of my, my dynamic, what I expected to be as an employee, how I would work with others, those above me and below me. Mm -hmm. And it was a, you do your job, you do it to the best you can. End of story. Um, the military mindset, you didn't, especially at my level, there wasn't a whole lot of pushback. People didn't just say, I'm not going to do that or you do a poor job. I mean, you'd, you'd get written out of the military or you right. worse, you'd get disciplinary action and everything else. So people were motivated to do their jobs. Right. Um, and then when you come out of the military environment, you go into the, the civilian world. Uh, people without military backgrounds, this was the hardest thing for me transitioning out of my last job because mm-hmm. it was very military. Um, I found myself in the corporate environment where people sucked 
They, mm -hmm. their work ethic was terrible. Mm -hmm. Their hours were terrible. Their product was terrible. Um, they didn't have that kind of drive that all those awesome people that I'd worked with before, everyone did their job 10% over what you expected. Yeah. You never had to go clean up anyone's mess. And you mean back in the military? So I'm blending it now okay. because I was military when I was obviously younger. And then right before I got out, before I quit corporate, I was in a military environment, yes. okay. which was very high speed. The top, top people in the military were in this, this place I was. Right. And, and you're and saying they they even went 10% above. They were, they were 20% over. It's amazing. So I can't imagine every, everything they did. So my boss back then this guy, so it was in my 30s, um, and this guy taught me um, some pretty valuable lessons, something that wasn't used in the civilian world. Mm -hmm. So, again, real quick backdrop. Military till the 90s. Mm -hmm. I enlisted again twice. Mm -hmm. I was an IT guy, went back in the military. Uh, in school, military, 9-11, military. And then I spent the rest of that time in a special unit supporting the military. Right. So very little civilian experience when you yeah. add up all the 17 years most of it was military absolutely um and those people um they set the standard with everything i ever would come into contact again for the rest of my life on how i would lead as a leader and how i expected subordinates and people to run under me right which means my expectations were a thousand times higher than what someone was even able to deliver Ten thousand. <clears throat> it was a lot in in the old environment though everybody thought and behaved like me mm -hmm. so Everyone worked in that, under that kind of mindset. And the military, it's a lead by example. Right. You know, you protect my back, I'll protect your back. You know, you always made your boss look good because I'm going to be busy making my boss look good. It worked up the chain. I was going to say, I, that's funny. I was just about to say the chain of command was very it, evident in it was everything always, you guys did, I'm sure. It was, it was a comfortable place to be. It's like, I know this guy's not going to drop the ball because I need his piece so I can do my piece so that my boss can do his piece. And together we put this thing together and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Doesn't exist in the civilian world. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So we'll come back. So there's my background. Let's go ahead and go into yours. Yep. And then we'll try to feather this into some lessons and how if you're in leadership, you can take some action items from it. And if you're an employee, sharp ears, what you can do to mm -hmm. be a rock star. Oh, yeah. So I think, um, again... My background is completely different from yours. Yeah. <laughs> you were a specialist in your world too. I was, I was something in my world. Um, but I had, obviously, um, I've had no military background. My dad was in the military, um, but he didn't do a lot of that. You hear a lot of traditional military families and how they're run. And my dad wasn't that type of, I, I don't know what the word would be. He wasn't, type of dad. He wasn't a Marine. No, no, no. He wasn't a Marine uh, Marine, at all. Marine parents are different than all then, the other parents. Yes. Yeah. My dad was Air Force. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Um, Mine was a hippie. So I had no military. <laughs> there was no military to speak of in my family. Um, but corporate, and I have never done any work with the military or anything. So my idea of corporate is was not seeing a lot of people with that drive. And people in... a. I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of people that I worked with, they were about protecting themselves. Mm. So if a problem or an issue came up, they didn't care who they blamed. It just wasn't their fault. And as far as getting the job done, corporate is, well, I have my own priorities and you have yours and get your job done. Or I heard a lot, that's not my job. And it's like, hold up. Boom. There's some, <clears throat> there's a civilian world right. right there. I mean, it's like, hold up. I am literally drowning. 
you're sitting around drinking a cup of coffee and you can't even come in and just help me wrap up one thing. And it's like, no. Or the people that if their job was nine to five, they walked in the door smack at nine on the dot. Mm -hmm. And at four 59, the laptop or whatever was on them, they were walking out the door. And now you were approached to be leadership. <laughs> I was. I mean, they actually came to you and said, Hey, we want to put you, cause you've been with the company for so long that they're like, progressively, you need to move forward. This is just what we do in societies. You need to grow. Exactly. And, um, every single time I sat down and did my performance review or anything up until, um, I went part-time. I don't even remember how long I worked part-time, but mm -hmm. up until that moment it was, all right, Jen, it's time. Like, do you want this? And every single time I said no. Why is that? I really hate the idea of being a boss. Why? It's, I don't know. Like, I wish I could say there's some like deep, dark thing. Mm -hmm. It's just not, I don't want to tell people what to do. You're a specialist. I'm a, <laughs> You're I'm a specialist might, in the what's, military. what's below that? A private? I might be a private. Private first class. Exactly. I could be a That's private right. first class. That's right. But it's not... We joke about this all the time and me saying, I just don't think that I have the same drive that you do. Like you, you love, I think, being in a leadership to be able to share your experiences. Hmm. I, I don't know. I like being able to. I and like, grow people. I like, exactly. Yeah. So I'm more of an educator. Yes. And that's exactly what I meant. My, my, mm -hmm. I would rather lead by example so that I could mentor is my favorite word. Yes. Um, I don't want to be anyone's boss. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's not great. Um, to have to manage people is, it's not great. I mean, uh, my best bosses were always the ones that uh, you followed their actions. Right. And you had a, you had an unspoken relationship where you didn't want to let them down. Mm -hmm. I think that's the piece where I brought it from the military and the guys I worked with, they all had it. So nobody wanted to be the one that was the weak link. Right. And when we opened up our business, you obviously always had, you never wanted to let me down. So not. you always busted your butt to make sure that our team was solid. Mm -hmm. And in the face of all the people that we worked with at the gym, we always led by example. Yes. There isn't one thing you couldn't do. There isn't one thing you were too good to do. Oh gosh, um, no. The long hours, the the bad jobs, the poopy jobs, the, the interacting, <laughs> literally, literally <laughs> the poopy jobs, um, interacting with the, the good clients, the bad clients, the sales, the front desk, the trainers. I no. mean, that's kind of the role is that you do everything well. You show everyone what a polished product looks like and you're like, they're going to follow me. Yeah. They're hundred percent going to step up now that I've led them to see this is how you do it. Absolutely. And people don't behave like that. No, I think you typically find that, that, um, so when I was growing up, my parents always stressed to us that there is no job that you are too good for. Like, so if whatever you want to do with your life or wherever a life event would lead you to just remember, you're not too good. So my mom used to always say in corporate, she would be like, you've got to remember you, you should be working hard no matter what you're doing and you should be proud of everything. If you're standing at a copy machine making copies or you're negotiating a contract, take pride in everything that you do. Do every job great. Absolutely. So, you know, and my dad was the same way. He was like, same thing. Like anywhere you are, like whatever walk of life, don't think you're too good to empty a trash can. Don't think you're too good to clean a toilet. Like he was like, every, every job that everybody does is important 
and wherever you end up at any point in your day or at any part of your job, do it as if, do it as if it's the most important thing that you do. I, I had very similar. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, Oh, I absolutely agree with you. The, what would I say? There is no two, job too dirty. No, 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 no. I no. mean, my, my family was blue collar. Yep. They, they humped it every day. I mean, they were salt of the earth working class. Right. <clears throat> um, now I had mentioned earlier the the last boss that I had the of the cool place. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'd had a boss actually said the words to me integrity. Mm. Everyone you knew it you didn't, you don't bring up and never had to have someone had to kind of have a conversation with me no. about integrity. And it, because of this the nature of the people we were working with, your integrity at the job and outside of the job mm-hmm. um, mattered. It's not just you on duty, it's you off duty. It's it's what you bring to the table and how you live your life. Oh, and it's the okay. first time that um, we had kind of transitioned out from just being young and stupid and everything else. It's like, man, I'm, <laughs> you're, you're, you're carrying a mantle of responsibility now right. as an employee. And now they're, they're looking at you in every which way and saying, you have to be the highest caliber person to be able to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me sharp as an employee in that organization. And then when I had the opportunity, they advanced me to running the whole program. Right. Um, my boss moved on. We made him look great while he was there. Mm-hmm. And and then I came in underneath. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna. there's a whole host of problems that happened after that right. um, because I tried to emulate him. And because I was a worker with the rest of the workers at that place, I don't think I ever got the buy-in. Um, no, I think that, don't you think sometimes in those types of environments when you're just you're just one of the guys or just one of the girls or both, and then you're the one that gets promoted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I think what happened with you a lot was, well, what is make, why is he so special? Like I could do that job too. So to elevate unit then to the next level, when you used to just be, you know, in the, we'll say the cube next to him in the trenches, sure. all of a sudden the person who, you know, could go out to lunch with them and kind of be like a friend, like yeah. a work friend, you couldn't do that anymore. Now I had to, and I made mistakes, well, you know, I, do. I tried to bring my own personality as a leader to say, um, to build a team, we have to get closer, mm-hmm. you know, and incentivize, encourage, uh, compensate. There, there was all these other pieces that we used as a, as a tool, but at the end of the day, it was always loyalty that I was looking for. Right. And loyalty, that mechanism and that kind of role model mentoring relationship, it doesn't work with everybody. Mm-hmm. And if there is a, uh, if there's a bit of doubt in someone's belief in what you're doing, then the whole thing can fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, I don't, nobody there had any, I hate to use the word jealousy. There was no jealousy issues. I think it was just, dude, you're only 36 years old. You're now in charge of the program. <laughs> right. And uh, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. Um, but my first real run as a leader, as a mentor there. So I was with this company and this is applicable because we have a lot of friends our age now that are doing this corporate thing where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you want to advance? You know, you, you need to go get your MBA. I know. You want, oh, you got your MBA? You need to grow your program by right. another, you know, 60 million for next year. Right. You know, if you hit your thing and you are managing 110 employees, then we'll talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the director spot for you. Definitely. And, and I had chased that down for the three years before I'd finally had it. You know, um, I was, I think I'm like still three or four classes shy of my, shy of my MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I had added over 40% growth to the program I was on. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm doing it. I'm getting all this stuff done. 
Um, and then my boss had a heart to heart with me one day. He sat me down and I said, all right, what's the next step? When does this begin? And he's like, dude, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean it's not going to happen? <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was one of those instances where hmm. let's just start with, I was the wrong gender. Right. Um, that it wasn't going to go. This, this is my boss. This isn't me saying it. It's not going to go to a, a middle-aged white guy. No. Um, and the company I was working for, um, well, he basically said somebody was going to have to die before I ever got the opportunity. Exactly. But I remember it, it was just kind of like, are you qualified? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. Gonna so happen. sorry. That was, that was a very bad day because it was, <sighs> I remember two, that day, two honey. or three years in the making, um, full-time grad student, um, and it was three-quarter time. Three-quarter time grad yes. student. It's still a ton of hours. Um, a, a team that was starting to turn as far as not liking that their young guy was in charge of them, seeing mm -hmm. the advancement opportunities. Um, the thing had started to crumble quickly, and that's when I was like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Right. Um, so the tie here, um, mm -hmm. mind lesson for, because we have people come up and like, oh, I'm going to, I'm getting my MBA. I know. And it's the first flag. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? I know. You know, I, I see what it's doing to your health. I see what it's doing for your family dynamic. I see mm -hmm. what you're not able to maintain the friendships that you did before because now school is a priority. Right. And it takes, um, if you're on a quick track, two years, two and a half years, mm -hmm. if you're on a slow track, three or four, um, then when you get done, congratulations, you work more hours. Right. And that's the graduating, that's the reward. Oh, here's your money. And oh, by the way, you know, you don't get weekends off anymore. Oh, yeah. And how many people do we personally know that went ahead and got that MBA and then their job added another requirement that meant you were guaranteed you are not getting promoted for at least another year? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, it's the same on a much smaller scale with me. It was, you know, we had, I think at the time it was like seven markers to go to the next, you know, the next level up, not mm -hmm. management for me, but another level up. And it was like, oh my gosh, guess what? I hit the seventh. They're like, oh, there's an eighth. And so just to some people that are listening, your job had, you had to go, you had to, you had to do some graduate studies. You had yes. to be in tenure so many years. You had to work on a project that, um, you ran specifically on your mm -hmm. own and it took years to get these check marks done. Yes. And then right before they were getting ready to, you're yep. like, I'm, I hit them all. Like, yes. Oh yeah. There's another one now. Yes. So, so they, mine, they kept it from you. They did. So the, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what exactly it was, but it was like what I had been working for. They were always you know, the quote unquote rules of how you get to the next step. And when I finally get it, it was like, psych. <laughs> There's nothing better than being higher, higher educated and with more tenure than your boss. That bites. I know. <laughs> and you're not the one that qualifies. Exactly. All right. So let's see if we can circle with some guidance here. So mm -hmm. I'm going to start with, um, we'll start with employees. Okay. Okay. So as an employee, my experience in this realm was, I worked a lot of jobs mm -hmm. and, um, I had a lot of different, um, a lot of diversity as far as the type of boss, um, the type of job, um, high speed kind of blow off. Right. You know, I, I've done everything from a bouncer, mm -hmm. you know, to, to the high end cool stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. When an employee starts a job and this can be applicable, I don't see it anymore. So this is why now it's kind of freaking me out that this generation that we have coming up behind us. They don't carry the work ethic. They don't have that core. Um, I hate using blanket terms. I just say the ones that we've had to encounter. Exactly. I was going to say, again, not everybody. No, but the, the ones that have been around me. Exactly. We have people that didn't know how to sweep a floor. Right. We have people that didn't know how to do their own laundry. 
We had yes. people that are still going to other people to help them with their laundry. Yeah. You know, so for their own personal lives aren't mm-hmm. together. So forget whether it's like your employee responsibilities, yourself as a person aren't put together. Oh yeah. Because there's this thing where it's like back in the day, 18, that meant it was your load to carry now. Yes. And nowadays 18 means, well, I've still got till 26 before I have to come off my mom and dad's insurance. I'm, I'm golden for like eight more years. I know. What's the urgency? Yep. And we have, we have some really cool friends too, that it's actually strange to talk to them when I find out they actually make their children do chores. That's not normal. Like that's not, that's not normal anymore. And then you've got the exact opposite. What's like, my kids don't have chores. They have 45 sports. They have this. Oh, and we have a maid. Yeah. And it's like, but, but you didn't teach them like the basics. You, they, you never taught your, your kid how to cut the grass or something? Come on. So, so that's playing into what type of an employee they're going to be. Yes, it's scary. So if you're working for somebody, your goal every day, and, and I used to have some real serious talks with God about why he had me in some of the jobs that right. I did. I hated them so bad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what is my purpose here? What the heck am I doing in this position? I can't stand the place. I can't stand the people. Mm-hmm. And... and God has roles for us and we're supposed to either marinate in some crappy job to learn something life lesson that hasn't come yet. But while you're there, your job is to perform the best you can possibly do. Right. That includes thinking outside of the box. Mm -hmm. If your job gives, if your boss gives you a list of five things to do on a day, you put two more on there on your own. Yes. You have to exceed the expectation coming in on time is late. Yep. Right. So I, I don't understand the people that come in like, Give me A, B, and C to do, and I'll rock A, B, and C. But don't ask for D and E. You no. know, it, at least not for me. I'm not going to give it to you any extra work. Exactly. And I don't get the mindset shift of most of us have a boss, and like I know you hate when I say it, but I always look at you as my boss because I hate, you. Yeah, I, I know like you hate it. But my job is to take as much from you as I possibly can, in addition to doing my own job, so that you can do the forward thinking. It is, if everybody kind of just accepted the role, like if you are hired at entry level, your entry level, do the stuff and then seek opportunities with the person above you to hopefully get promoted or grow. And then I'll seek opportunities. It's, it's almost like a ladder. It's, it's an absolute, it's a work, yeah, it's a work ladder. So it is. that is exactly why I was given the opportunity in my thirties mm-hmm. to grow a program. I had no business growing. Before I left, when I got to work and before I left, I walked into my boss's office every day and said, how can I help you? What do you need? Right. I put it to them. What can I do? What can I take off your desk Mm -hmm. today? But I think it's sometimes I think ego can just get in the way. And it's like, I'm not going to. Ego from the boss or ego from the employee? Ego from the employee where it's like, what, who does my boss think they are? And it's like, well, your boss is your boss and trust that they are in the position they're in and just help support them on their journey because there will come a time where they may move on and that spot could open for you. You need to be able to you need to be able to run it yes. better than they do. There is nothing that I would love in this world more than if you and I went on a vacation and we came back and everybody in that gym was like, "We didn't miss you at all." They're doing that now. It was so freaking awesome. We're, they, see, we're seeing some of that now. We're seeing a huge. Yeah, so we do have people that are stepping up. We have a we're seeing a real fun crossover into yeah. Wow. That it's working. It's yes. rubbing off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're the employee and you know that, one, you have to master your trade. Mm-hmm. And that's the pieces that are not defined that are on the fringe 
So you've got your left and right boundaries. You've got the clear job responsibilities and right. you've got the left and right. Eh, might be my job, might be somebody else's job. Those are the things that you need to pursue mm-hmm. aggressively. Take those gray areas so that it goes right into black. You've got white, which is yours, gray, which is in between yours and somebody else's. Yes. And then black is clearly somebody else's job. You need to own the grays. Yeah. T- take them and be awesome at them. Yes. And that's when you're going to be given more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, the only way you, the only thing you have to do to shine is to do a little bit more than is, than is expected of yes. you. Um, what else do you have for an employee? So we've, we've seen the gamut as far as skin suit, not doing anything right. all the way up into, um, they stepped so far out of their lane that they were doing things incorrectly. Exactly. Now I would just say, um, I think that it's important to always have a job description and ask your boss and, and meet with them in person and just even you asking for a meeting. Like if I came to you and I was like, Hey, how am I doing? So go in and ask for the feedback on how you're doing and then constantly try to just show your value as an employee. That seems like such a no, that's something they're not teaching in school. It's the littlest things where. Be irreplaceable. Exactly. Be irreplaceable. And it's everything from the most minute, which you would consider like the dumbest task in the whole world, Mm. all until actually making a difference where you could be making difference in the company. That's how people shine. Yes. And that's, that's, that's how you distinguish between the people that are just holding up the freaking paint mm-hmm. and then the other ones that are actually making waves and making things happen. Yep. Um, when, and this is not any one time in particular, but if whenever I've walked in knowing that I had a huge workload on me and somebody had come along and taken a big piece off my plate and I didn't even know it, mm-hmm. you do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh my God, now I can focus and do these other pieces I have left. I can do those better. Yes. Um, and I, I promise you as an employee, especially you, everybody needs to remember we're all so married. So mm-hmm. when I give you ideas, it, we, we have like, we are very invested in this, but anytime I have ever given you any idea about anything, or I have taken a stab at something, even if I have botched it completely, you get thanked for your effort. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I, I see the direction you're going. I had something different in mind, but do you know, you want to sit down and you want to talk this. I mean, sometimes I'll do a, a draft of something that we're going to send out and it just puts like your spin on it. And together we have created something amazing, a better product, but you didn't have to do it from the very beginning by yourself when you have so many other things to do. And this isn't about me. Oh, no, so no. what you're saying is, but this is about your boss. Yes. Yeah. So your, your boss is working hard. They're trying to do their thing. Yep. And if it's a good boss, they're not going to be freaked out about, um, you know, are they trying to take my job? Yeah, right. You know, that's a bad boss. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll go into that in a second. But um, the subordinate or the employee, they should always be aggressively pursuing, let's just say to replace mm-hmm. their supervisor because in a perfect world, your supervisor advances as you advance. Yes. Um, but it shouldn't be this thing where you guard your you guard your work and you don't let anyone come in. And no. that's a bad manager. No, and also know that as an employee... Um, you have so much more to learn. So if you present an idea or you come up with a process or something and it gets kind of shot down, don't give up. Like just remember that you may not have the experience to fully understand the direction something's going, but at least you kind of put yourself out there. So I would say that too. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there a little bit. Find find the edges. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, Now, as far as leadership and management, Mm. and I'd already touched on it, 
I'm not comfortable being people's bosses mm-hmm. because um, we created an environment where I wanted everyone to want to be there, um, that everyone is shooting for the same thing, which is um, impact lives, change people, mm-hmm. um, get into the nitty gritty, the dirt that makes people who they are so that you can show them that you care and you can give them a, a path to get better. Right. Um, but as we have gotten bigger and more successful in the gym, mm-hmm. we've had to be bosses. We've had to put boss hats on and say, I need you to do this job. I don't like it. I don't like it either. So where I failed and what I'm sharing as a, as an experience mm-hmm. fix, I like to give people, um, Google kind of subscribes to, I'm going to butcher this, but th- <laughs> it's the chaos theory mm-hmm. and they don't. The idea of a resume, I think is kind of going out the window. Mm-hmm. People aren't doing static resumes anymore. Because to have a skill to do something doesn't mean you should be doing it. Um, if payroll, for example, right? if you hate payroll and it's on your job description and you're doing something you hate, you're never going to do it great. Right. So the chaos theory kind of subscribes to what can you do that falls outside of your normal lane? So mm-hmm. let's say I'm a numbers person and all I'm doing is numbers, but I've got a, a, a hobby with graphic design. Mm-hmm. So if there's a, a task posted at work and it's a graphic design thing, the chaos theory is... Yeah, you're the numbers person, but if you feel like you can contribute to this effort, you go do it right. way outside of your lane. Right. Okay, so I tried creating an environment like that. It's like, hey, look, we've got this left and right boundary. The mission is serve the people. The second mission is they have to have fun and see progress. Mm-hmm. The last one is be safe. Right. I'm going to give everyone all the boundary that they need or all the, all the rope to run as far and mm-hmm. crazy as they need to. And what we've seen over the last eight years is that people will not take more than they want to. Most of them. Most so they will they will do the bare minimum. Um, you you've got to follow up a lot. You've got to repair and fix a lot. You got to right. follow behind them, you know. And if it's the owner of the company doing the mundane, then the whole system's kind of falling apart. The, right. the lower levels aren't kind of keeping up the their end of the deal, mm-hmm. which it cascades throughout the leadership team. Everyone now has to do something different that they weren't hired for, right? To make up for the person that isn't doing their thing. Yes, and it's not. And again, it's not a. You know, if you're in leadership, I'm sure there are some leaders that are bungs, but if you work for a really amazing leader, you will see them in the trenches with you sometimes, Absolutely. but they can't be kept in the trenches because a leader's job is to press forward and forward think and grow the business and shouldn't get caught up in some of that. What's yeah. the word? Mundane? Mundane. Mund- Leaders have experience to advance everything. Yes. So when, you, when you're in a leadership role or you're in a management role, you're there because you have a skill set. Yes. You've made, you've made errors. Mm-hmm. You've screwed up. <laughs> you know how to fix things now. Yes. And you can shorten the process from um, concept to execution. Mm-hmm. So I'm a leader. Problem comes up. It's like, I've done this before. This is how you fix yes. it. This is the fast track. Boom, it's done. Yes. So you're always looking out and advancing. Yes. Um, Which you have to. Yeah. But when I was talking about the chaos theory, mm-hmm. I made a mistake because I left way too much leeway, leeway and people, I didn't do job descriptions because they didn't want to do job descriptions. I know. And now, um, eight years later, we have freaking job descriptions, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got to be, I could have been a better leader um, years ago mm-hmm. if I would have been very explicit and yes. it was, and I hate to use the word fear. My my grind with my previous place, where I was a boss and people kind of, you know, let me have it. Right. Um, I didn't want to be in that environment again, where it's like, well, I'm not going to make people do things they don't want to. I'm going to encourage them to do things they're good at mm-hmm. that they'll take the initiative on, and that way we'll all fill in the gaps where we want to. Right. But when, at the time, we had a team of people that were not taking the initiative, <laughs> and there's nothing got done. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, a job description is one thing, but having a clear, defined expectations on how to execute those those tasks right. 
this sounds silly. If you're in a corporate world, this is a no brainer. Mm -hmm. If you own your own business and you have to walk in and rub shoulders with people and you're like, I'm your boss. I need you to do these things. You need to execute them to this level. Mm -hmm. It has to be this caliber. And when I bring my military thing to it, (laughs) it needs to be 120%. Right. I don't accept 99%. Mm -hmm. I've had to learn to, but me, myself, I won't produce something less than 100%. I I don't, I don't know how people do that. No. And I think as leaders, when you, when somebody does, it's something that is not at all, we're going to say their actual job or something, or they've taken the initiative and done something that they weren't asked to do. I get so giddy and like my heart, my heart smiles and it's like, it's the best. It's like. I don't think there's a way to understand when you're, you're constantly working at this crazy high level, stressed out and worried about what's to come, that when somebody just does the most basic thing in the whole world and just says, hey, you know, I took care of that. I noticed this. I took care of it. Oh, my gosh. It's like a release valve. It is. A little bit of pressure got let out. It is. Yeah, it's nice. Gosh, it's a great feeling. But as, as managers, you have to set the stage for them to be successful. Yes. Let them run. Um, you've got to give them enough rope to be successful, yep. but their core, remember we talked about the white area, the gray area, the black, Yep. the white, these are your expectations. Yes. The gray, I'd like you to handle these. Yes. The black, don't worry about those right now. Exactly. But I can't tell someone to do the gray. They have, it doesn't mean as much. If I say, Hey man, I'm going to give you the white, pay attention <laughs> to the gray. Right. I'd like you to do the gray, but I'm not going to say the gray because I'm paying you to do the white. Exactly. And it sounds ridiculous and it's not about pay and value and all that other stuff. It's. I understand that the load I'm giving you is thick and deep. Mm-hmm. Can you squeeze another percent of performance out to help the company? Can you help your company advance? Right. So this goes from leadership down to employee. Um, exceed the expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the employee. The management, you have to give them the opportunity to be able to do it. Yes. Recognize when they do it. Yes. You can't take that stuff for granted. I did that for a while too. It's My mindset was... Wait a minute, you want recognition for doing your mm-hmm. job. That also didn't fly where I was from. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go drag somebody that got their, that got shot off, you know, you know what shot off, you drag them out of trouble. Now that's exceptional. Exactly. But showing up on time, you don't get extra credit for that. No. And I would say one of the, one of the coolest things that we've learned, I think it's fairly recently, is it's okay as a leader to ask your employees how they like to be recognized or if they don't, if they want to just... We Keep just doing, learned this one too. Yeah. It's like, it really is because we're all so very different. There are people who, if you say thank you, it's going to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. They don't want any recognition. And there are the people that it's like, you know what? I actually would like if you rented a plane and put so-and-so put that I rocked on the back of it. Skywriting. Yes. But it's being a leader, talk to people. Like just talk to your employees and just say, I've noticed you doing amazing things or you are constantly doing these tiny, tiny changes. I want you to know I notice them, mm. you know, thank you. Can, it, wor- it works. Yeah. We, we, this is new to us cause we just started doing this with yeah. our folks. It's like, how, how do you like to be recognized? Mm-hmm. It sounds so simple because you think everyone, well, I get paid. That's how I like to get recognized. Right. I, I want to be compensated for my time, but some people do need or want attaboys, cards, flowers, you know, coffee, there, there has to be some things that are different than the day to day. Exactly. Okay. Yep. That's, and you're never going to know if you don't ask. You got to ask. Yep. You got to care too. I yes. mean, if, if you come, <laughs> if you come at it, like I don't care about my employees, then it's not going to be a hell of a relationship. And they're going to know. 
They're going to absolutely know. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing as a management is that when things, if something starts going sideways, you've got to address it right away. Mm-hmm. And it, it can, as the relationship is forming, it can make things a little bit uncomfortable to constantly be bringing up what's not right, what's not right, what's not right. Mm-hmm. But after a while, the relationship is shaped so that you can interpret each other's expectations, right. capabilities, and you're able to produce a better product. No, I, it's, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Okay. So and it's always, uh, we're always learning and, uh, coming from corporate, we saw that piece mm-hmm. Owning your own business. We see this piece, mm-hmm. um, because we have the leeway to set our own expectations on people. It is a little, it's a little bit scarier than just working for corporate where it's all laid out already. <laughs> right. So like they have lawyers do those expectations and right. here it's, um, we kind of fill as needed, mm-hmm. but any big takeaways? I think, um, s- something that works very well in my own mind is wherever you are in your company, if you are always looking out to impress each other and you're always looking to, for somebody to inspire each other and grow and learn from each other, I think it's the absolute best situation you can find yourself in. That's like a relationship. Exactly. Serve each other without expectation of anything back. And you will, um, You'll see the greatest rewards. Yes. And recognize that no matter what you are doing, it is important part of the overall picture. Every single job is important. Yep. You will show your importance by actually doing your job, you know, follow, follow your list in the white, try to play in that gray and always just look to grow yourself, educate yourself and expect the same from your leadership as well. That's fair. Um, let me see if I have anything last. Um, people that end up, we talked about it briefly a moment ago, but it was people that are in leadership are there because of their experiences, yes. trials and errors. Yep. Okay. It's someone's not in a le- You're not a leader just cause you've got an MBA. Exactly. I don't buy that. Okay. Nope. So it's, it's your personality and your ability to delegate and motivate. Yes. So if you are a subordinate, you don't like your station in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have the experience to offer the job. It's not willpower. It's not desire. You know, you could you could love what you do, right? But you haven't failed enough to be put into the position to where you can shortcut mistakes in the future. Yes. So until you get there, and you had mentioned it, do your job to the best of your ability, um, without reservation and mm-hmm. without expectation, and that's how you will you'll be recognized and you'll be advanced quickly. You will be. And two, you will, you'll gain the experience that's going to help you with other areas of your life. Cause I think even the lessons that you take in your job, so many of them can be applied into your personal life too. So it's kind of, if you got a little bit of an ego, get rid of it and just learn from the people around you, learn from your peers. And if you want, you know, for us, if you want to own a gym one day, and you're going to start working at a gym, start paying attention to everything that happens and ask some good questions. It's not just about push-ups. No. <laughs> That'd be nice if it was just about push- a, a push-ups lot, and squats. A lot of people said, hey, I want to open up a gym. This looks pretty easy. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you should go do it right now. You should. Um, go open one. Start tomorrow. That's right. It's the easiest thing. Um, okay. Great. We, we. I think we're doing okay. I know. All right. Um, this is dancing a little bit outside of the lifestyle, but mm-hmm. it's it's something that we have to, we're learning and we're experiencing and we're making mistakes mm-hmm. and we're growing from them. So that's why we're putting this 
in the pile of lifestyle. Oh yeah. And business, business and lifestyle. As always, it's just, if we can help save you a headache or some time, you know, if you're getting ready to launch something, then having a team in place is going to be important. Exactly. Get your processes written down and uh, don't leave any gray area. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. That's it. All right, guys. Be true. I love it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.